I am here today with Jerry Switek, the lead teacher of the Academy of Computer Science. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about what's going on with the Academy, what the uh, different challenges, trends, technology, and uh, student achievement looks like here at the Academy. Thank you, Mr. Switek. What's going on, Mr. Kelly? Living the dream, my friend. Absolutely. Every day. Um, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself and how you got into education, what your you know, different experiences? Sure, yeah. I, I, uh, this is my 14th year uh, in education. And uh, prior to this, I worked uh, lots of different jobs, including things like pest control and selling furniture and cleaning carpets and uh, doing all of that stuff. And I ended up uh, deciding I wanted to go back to school. And uh, I started school, going to school down in Tampa. Was working at a, a help desk for Verizon uh, down there as a contractor, and uh, was going okay. wasn't very happy with it, but I finished up school and said, you know what? There's a high school right around the corner from my house. Let me see if there's anything available now that I have my degree. So happened to get lucky, and the school instructional technology specialist position was open, and I applied for it and got hired. And now, 14 years later. Here I am, uh, still still teaching and, and still enjoying it very much. Excellent. Um, this academy is, is one of several we have throughout the county. It is. What brought this academy about? So, as you just mentioned, the other two high schools had their own academies, their, their respective academies. Crystal River with the, the health, health Academy, Lacanto High School with the uh, IB program, and also the School of, of Arts. And Citrus High School a few years ago decided they wanted to begin an academy. So they uh, held a survey of students and they asked them, what type of program would you like to see here at Citrus High School? And uh, there were several of them that they were bouncing around the idea of uh, doing some type of law academy or uh, physical, um, physical therapy, like, like athletic academy, something along those lines. And the category that ended up winning was computer science. So they started that program and at the time I was working at the Technology Resource Center as a district technology specialist and thought it would be a really fantastic opportunity to get into, uh, even dive even deeper into something I really enjoy. Um, loved working with the kids in, in my role at the TRC and, and thought this would be a really good fit. So I applied for the position and I was lucky enough to be hired. And now we're three years into the program, getting ready to start year four and we're just, we're growing every year. How have you seen the numbers grown in terms of student enrollment? Yeah, so the very first year we started the program, we, we began with 30 students, um, freshmen and sophomores. It was the only year that we allowed sophomores to start the program. So those sophomores are graduating this year. Uh, so next year we'll have a, a class of all seniors as well. Um, but we've seen uh, each year, uh, especially starting in our third year, when we were able to begin promoting district-wide and really start to you know, quote unquote recruit students uh, across the district, we saw the numbers increase three times uh, from what we saw the first two years. So uh, last year, this, this current year, we, uh, we added uh, about 75 students into the program. And next year, uh, the class of 2022, if I remember correctly, they will, uh, we've added 92 students from that class into our program. So we are, we're growing considerably. This year we had to add a second teacher uh, because the numbers were getting bigger. And next year we're adding a third teacher into the program. So very, very exciting. 
That's excellent. And and what areas of focus do kids uh, participate in? When they're in yeah, it, so it's a four-year program. Uh, students, this is uh, an elective uh, for the students. So this is not a, uh, it doesn't count as a core class. It's, it's They're taking it because they want to. And in their first two years as freshmen and sophomores, they're taking two classes in the academy. And one of those classes, they work toward things like industry certification and Microsoft Office and, and that type of things. We, we just we start them off slowly. And then we begin to ramp up from there. Students first learn how to do programming using a block-based language. And, and we typically use MIT App Inventor to do that. It allows students to develop their own apps for Android devices. Uh, and then we move from there into text-based programming language. Uh, and we are using a programming language called Python. Uh, which is the most popular programming language in the world right now. Very popular, it's used at places like Google, and I just recently read an article uh, about Netflix and how their delivery content, their system, is, is really based on Python, so it's used in the industry. Uh, third year, I'm sorry, second year, then they, they get into learning HTML and CSS, so they're learning how to create web pages and websites and learning about how the internet works, and they also take their first AP computer science course called Principles. And that is a college-level intro to computer science course where we dive a little bit deeper into uh, the, the nuts and bolts, if you will, of computer science. And they, they learn more about text-based programming. We do a lot more Python. Uh, and then, of course, they have their AP exam at the end of the year. Their third year of the program, they take another AP course, uh, AP Computer Science A, which is all Java programming. So we really kick up the difficulty level in that third year. And then in the fourth year, which we're going to be offering next year for the very first time because it'll be the fourth year of our program, is a cybersecurity course where students will learn. They'll learn about hacking and they'll learn about you know being ethical and keeping networks and computers safe. And uh, it's supposed to be a very very good course. We get all of our curriculum from Project Lead the Way, so PLTW offers us this really fantastic curriculum that we follow. Uh, they handle a lot of the legwork in setting up the courses and, and making the connections with our AP and college board and all that stuff. So I'm really excited about offering that cybersecurity course next year. What I, I know that the academy is preparing kids to, once they leave high school, either to enter college and pursue further these uh, things that, that you're teaching currently within the academy. Are there jobs for kids that just leave high school and decide to enter the workforce? Yeah, that's a great question. We, we don't really know yet. We haven't had a, a class graduate from this program yet. I, I can tell you that I have a senior who is going to be attending Florida Polytechnic University. And she was recently uh, on a tour there with other incoming freshmen from around the state. And she was telling them about our program and the things that she's been learning in our program. And every other one of those kids in that in that group was completely jealous of what she's been learning in high school because they didn't have anything like that in their in their school. She is coming in, uh, she's feeling much more confident now because she really feels like she's coming in with a leg up on everybody else. Uh, and she's very, very excited about that. The idea of this program is not to, you know, students aren't gonna walk out of this program as professional programmers, but they are gonna walk out of here with a really strong foundation, uh, a really strong understanding of computer science and most importantly of what is called computational thinking, which is a way of, of taking problems, breaking them up into little chunks, more manageable pieces, and then solving those pieces one at a time. 
So that's a skill that's not only really valuable when they're writing code, but also super valuable in any of their classes or even, I mean, heck, in life. I mean, sometimes we all have these gigantic problems that if we try to you know, attack that one big problem, it becomes overwhelming. But if we can break it down into tiny manageable pieces and we attack those one by one, then it's really valuable. And that's some of the things that uh, the computational thinking piece is one of the biggest things that I hope kids take away. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, even trying to tackle a messy house, you know, yeah, you gotta exactly. do it one room at a time. Exactly. Um, as far as job prospects for for computer graduates nowadays, you mentioned you did mention cybersecurity, and that obviously yeah. is has become huge as a giant problem, not only at you know business level, but even at government level. Of course, yeah. What um what other areas are are, are they seeing extreme growth in? Yeah, computer programming, for sure. Um, you know, behind all of these automated systems, these self-driving vehicles, the, the robots that you know, everybody is afraid are gonna take jobs from humans, uh, there are still humans behind those uh, automated devices. Somebody still has to be writing the code to program those machines, they're just machines. At least right now, they can't teach themselves. So somebody still has to be there to be able to write all of that programming uh, to make it do what we need it to do. Um, so certainly programming is, is, a, is a really big area. My students that are learning how to do web design, uh, I have several students who are interested in becoming uh, what are called front-end developers where they're designing the, the front page, everything that the user would see on a web page. Um, so that there's a lot of different opportunities for them. One of the interesting things is students who are graduating with a computer science degree from college, computer science majors, uh, they come out averaging the highest salary of any other graduating program because they're in such demand. So uh, we're hoping that through this academy we can give those students a, a little bit of a leg up and an opportunity to be you know, even more successful in college than perhaps they would have been if they didn't go through the program. Makes good sense. Um, what what sort of certification exams do the kids take as part of your program? There's lots of opportunities. Uh, I mentioned earlier that freshmen in uh, in our DIT class they are working toward their Microsoft Office certificates. So Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, Excel. I have a student this year who um, is quite the overachiever. He not only achieved Word, PowerPoint, and Excel, but also achieved Access and went on and completed his Microsoft Word Expert and Microsoft Excel Expert. So he is the, uh, at least the first in the last four years here at Citrus High School to be a Microsoft Office Master, which is pretty impressive. Certainly looked very good on a resume. Um, in addition to that, they also, we're also introducing a new certification this year called Internet Business Associate through an organization called CIW. Students have the opportunity to take that uh, and earn that certification. And that test deals primarily with um, uh, the more the business side, um, hence the name Internet Business Associate. They learn sort of how to deal with customers and, and different things like this. It's, it's a little bit different than what we're teaching in the program, but it's another certification opportunity. Uh, in the HTML course the kids are taking, there's a, an intro to programming, uh, Microsoft Technology Associate, certification they can earn. They can also earn Adobe Dreamweaver, which is, uh, uh, it's called a, it's an I, it's called an IDE in, in mm -hmm. uh, development environment for HTML and CSS. 
that they can that they can use, and it's from Adobe. Uh, in their, uh, they can also then earn uh, next year they'll be able to earn a certificate in Python, the programming language that I spoke about earlier. And there's also going to be a certificate available in Java, uh, as I understand it. So there's lots of opportunities for those kids to earn those certificates and add them not only to you know, get uh, a certification on their high school diploma, but they'll also be able to add that to their resume uh, and hopefully have that advantage over somebody else trying to get into college or, or trying to get a job. You're going to be track. You guys going to be kind of tracking these kids once they leave high school to find out where they end up or yep. what they end up doing. That's a great question. It's not anything we've thought about, but now that I've got five of my seniors graduating this year, that that is definitely something we need to think about. Um, what sort of trends are you seeing or your kids pointing out regarding technology? I know you did mention the uh, the robotics, the uh, yeah. you know the, the push to for self driving cars and yeah, all the artificial things. intelligence. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's certainly a big thing. Um, you know, that's kind of you know it's really flashy right now, but you know a little bit scary in in the same uh, in the same sentence. You can talk about how great it is and how scary it is in, in the same way. Um, I think another thing that uh, students are really becoming aware of is uh, you mentioned earlier cybersecurity. We see it in the news every day. Uh, you know, it's certainly a, a, a large part of American politics now and, and our election system and, and all of that sort of thing. So that's something that a lot of them are interested in. And I also have a lot of students in this program that aren't interested in getting into computer science at all. I have students who want to be doctors and teachers and, and lots of different professions. But they're in this program because they enjoy it and they also understand that there are some benefits to uh, not only understanding how to code, and, and uh, but again, that comes back to that computational thinking piece. It's going to help them be able to solve problems later on. That's a really good point. Yeah, there's um, there's going to be no escaping technology in yep, virtually yep, any absolutely. field moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what challenges are you that do you got do you guys have as your you know your, do your kids have do you have in presenting this material, bringing it in, creating a new academy, yeah, and things I, of that. Nature. You know, I think specifically the the things that they're learning. It's very challenging. Um, learning how to program is done in a way that they probably have never done before. Um, this whole computational thing is most likely something they've never learned before. Uh, the computational thinking piece, and for them, the I think the most difficult transition from eighth grade to ninth grade is that here in ninth grade, they're, the expectation is that they're going to be able to work more independent than maybe they did in the past. And what I mean by that is I am not as willing to offer them assistance when they are running into difficulties. I require that they use their resources available to them. Uh, of course, we all know they have access to the wealth of human knowledge right, right, at, right at their fingertips. So uh, in a class of 30 students, I can't get to every kid all the time. So the expectation is, guys, I'm not available. You need to use your other resources, your, your classmates, Google, you know, another project we've worked on, just like a, a real programmer would in, in the actual real world. and. You need to use those resources. You need to learn how to use those resources. There's a lot of frustration with that. They want, they want to be given the answer. And in the academy, we make sure we don't do that. 
Um, and of course, just learning how to write code. They're, they're learning a new language. It's just like taking Spanish. You're learning a, a completely different syntax. Um, most of it is written in English, but it's a different kind of English. So it'd be like learning another dialect in, of English or, or something along those lines. And it's, it's really challenging for 13 and 14 year olds to do. Do you find, um, I know with us, you know, being, being, you know, not millennials or anything like mm -hmm. that, a lot of... Well, speak for yourself. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having grown up with George Washington. <laughs> um, but do you find it, it difficult for, for the kids to kind of move beyond just being passive consumers of technology and information? You know, I can, I can just go out and look this up, but... To moving to a more uh, creation, very much creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah it, you know, and that's one of the things that we we really stress at the beginning, um, and that's one of those challenges that they have. You know, they some of the most difficult projects that they work on are those projects where I tell them, guys, I'm not giving you any any guidelines. This is you be as creative as you want to be. And it's always surprising how difficult that is for kids to come up with something that they might be interested in or come up with an idea for an app that they need to develop when I don't give them a rubric. Right. Um, I'm not a big fan of rubrics in this program because a lot of it is creative. And a lot of it is, you know, you may, I may ask you to accomplish the same thing, but every student in this room might write different code to do that same meet that same goal so that's one of the things that I really enjoy about this program is it allows the kids as difficult as it is sometimes for some of them to be very creative and to be very expressive and as a teacher that allows me to really kind of get to know them I get to know what they're interested in and the things that they have difficulty with and the challenges that they face and it helps me be able to teach them better so a lot of that is is really it's just kind of built in to the way we've we've designed this program. With those freeform projects, do you find um, do you do you give them a lot of time to get this project done? Is it done over the course of months or weeks? Yeah, uh, typically sometimes weeks. Uh, we haven't done anything that has required months to complete, uh, just because we have other things we need to get to. But yeah, there have been many projects that have taken several weeks to uh, to complete, um, and. Uh, Occasionally, there there may be the, the the occasional time I do need to get on a kid about hey let's let's stay focused and keep working on what we're working on, because even though these are all really fantastic kids, they are still teenagers and they still need the kick in the rear end every so often uh, to get back on track. But they they seem to ultimately enjoy that success and, and certainly that freedom that they're given in this program to to pursue those those creative endeavors. Yeah. Just, just curious. Do you find kids after the project's over, you know, if it's something they're passionate about, that they keep going with it even after the grade's done? Yeah, sometimes I have a student, uh, one of my juniors this year, who has been working on for the last two years has been working on a video game, and wow. he not only works on this in class, but he also has been working on it at home. And just this year, uh, was able to develop a, a playable prototype of his game that he was super proud of. I think one of the the most enjoyable things in this program that I see on an almost daily basis is when the students make something that works. 
they will literally throw their hands up in the air and and cheer. They, they will scream that they got it, and and that's awesome to see the kids do that because they're not only gaining confidence, uh, but it's also letting them understand, hey, this is this is something that you can do. You can accomplish this. So don't. Although you're going to get frustrated, don't let that frustration destroy you. Just keep on plugging away, and, and ultimately you're going to you're going to get to the end. Um, and I always share with them too. I subscribe to a lot of programming blogs and 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 different uh, forums and things like that. So every time I see a programmer frustrated or talk about how frustrating writing code is, and I share all of that with them because I want them to understand that the same frustration they're feeling when they're trying to figure out Python, these professional programmers who've been doing it for decades are experiencing that exact same frustration. And those same resources that they're using to find find out how to write a piece of code, these programmers that have been doing it for decades are using that same information. So I try to get them to understand, guys, you're not alone, right? These people that have, have college degrees and are you know, making $100,000 a year, they are experiencing the same frustrations as you. And it all just, it all just sort of works. And um, that's interesting you mentioned that, you know, as, as teachers, um, we have a tendency to go into things thinking we're going to be the experts on everything. We need to know it better than the kids and where that isn't necessarily the case at all a lot of times. Um, I, I tell my kids straight up, guys, I am not a computer programmer. I did not go to school for computer science or for computer programming. So there are going to be times when you're going to ask me a question and I'm not going to have the answer. So, but in every one of those cases, we will find the answer together. Um, and I think they appreciate that. They, they know I'm not standing at the front of the room just you know, blowing smoke. Um, I think they appreciate the fact that I admit I don't know much <laughs> really when it comes down to it and uh, so that's you know that's really kind of the way it is um, which kind of you know brings us back around to, to just the the challenges of technology in general do you um do you have any last words of advice for teachers or students moving forward with new technology in their education Man, that's a tough question. Um, I think, you know, technology is only as good as what we do with it, I think. You know, we can, we can throw technology, you know, into our lives or into our classrooms all we want, but if, if we're not coming up with really good ways to use it, then, then why bother? Um, so... When I talk to kids about technology, you know, I always explain to them that you know, computers, technology, devices are, are really kind of dumb. They will only do what we ask them to do. And uh, I want them to understand, especially with computer programming, they, they tell me all the time, hey, my code isn't working. Or they'll say, this, this isn't working. Well, no, it's doing exactly what you've told it to do. So let's rephrase that question. Let's say, hey, what I've done here is not quite right. Can we can we look at it and try to fix it? Um, so you know, I think when it comes to technology, it's not anything to be afraid of. Um, it, certainly, it's not going away. We need to embrace it, but just understand that it's you know it's only as valuable as 
as we make it. Well, I, I appreciate that and, and all the help you've given me over the years. When, hey, it's my pleasure, brother. When I got frustrated and things weren't working right for me, I'd, I'd go to you and, yeah, it's, let's figure out what's what's not working Absolutely. here and why. Don't panic and just uh, That's it. use it. Never a reason to panic. Absolutely. <laughs> Once again, this is Jim Kelly. I'm here with Jerry Slytek, Citrus County School District Lead Teacher at the Academy of Computer Science. Thank you very much, my friend. My pleasure, I appreciate Jimbo. everything. No problem at all, and, man. Um, We'll talk to you guys soon.